to go. I saw the same old crowd I used to know. They asked me what had happened. I tried to tell them. Thanks to Calvary, I don't go there anymore. Thanks to Calvary, I am not the man I used to be. Thanks to Calvary, things are different than before. As the tears ran down my face, I tried to tell them, thanks to Calvary, I don't go there anymore. Today I went back to the place where I used to live. My little boy ran and hid behind the door I said son do not fear you got a brand new daddy here thanks to Calvary I don't come here anymore thanks to Calvary I am not the man I used to be Thanks to Calvary, things are different than before. As the tears ran down my face, I tried to tell them, thanks to Calvary, I don't go there anymore. <clears throat> Today I went back, to the place where I used to go I saw the same old crowd I used to know They asked me what had happened I tried to tell them Thanks to Calvary I don't go there anymore. Thanks to Calvary, I am not the man I used to be. Thanks to Calvary, things are different than before. As the tears ran down my face, I tried to tell them, thanks to Calvary, I don't go there anymore. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. What I'm going to preach to you is having dominion over all things through the second Adam. If you'll stand, we'll read out of the book of John. That's the gospel, John. One. We'll read 11 through 13. Now, I 
want to tell you this is the first night of revival. But I believe the first night's just like the last one. All of them's going to be good. So I don't have to have any introduction. Y'all all know me. You've done figured out all my mistakes. So let's just have church. Reading now out of the Gospel of John, first chapter, first chapter, eleventh verse. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power. I want you to note that word power. We need a lot of Pentecostal power. To become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So that takes care of all this here of giving people the Holy Ghost. This says here it's of God, not the will of man. Preaching to you having dominion over all things through the second Adam. Let's pray. be seated having dominion over all things through the second Adam which is Jesus Christ I want to tell you something we live away below our privileges everywhere I go nearly and I guess it may be the same here I don't know but most people stay whipped down every time you look at them the devil's whooped them around the stump beat them up and down drop kicked them done all of those things that he's been doing for 6,000 years. But I want to tell you something tonight. If you repented of your sins, been baptized in his name, and have the Holy Ghost, you don't have to put up with that. Because I want to tell you something. You're not just anybody. You didn't come out from under no rock, brother. You're a son of God. You're born in the kingdom. And I'm going to prove to you tonight that you have power over the devil. And tonight I want your faith to be in the place to where the rest of this revival, when old Slewfoot comes around, all you've got to do is just nail his hide. He don't know any new tricks. He don't know any new ideas. He's about the dumbest creature that you've ever seen when it comes up against people that are born in the kingdom of God. We have the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of this world. Now, the world cannot handle Satan, but we can. We got so much power, brother, you know all we got to do is say, get out of the way, boy. It says resist him and he'll flee. Now, that goes for the sons of God. But now I won't take you back before the worlds were formed. And whenever we had two powers in heaven, one of them was God and the other one was Satan. 
But the Bible says that Satan was perfect from the day he was created until iniquity came in his heart. It also said that he had all wisdom and beauty. The most beautiful cherub that ever sat in heaven. And his office was right next to God. And it says in Ezekiel, I believe the 28th chapter, that he covereth. That means that all the angelic forces in heaven had to go through him to get to God. That's a pretty good place to be, brother. He ruled up there. He said he sat on the mountain of God. It said he was in the garden, the Eden, the garden of God. He was covered with all precious metals. This cherubim was above every cherubim. Michael didn't tell him what to do. Gabriel didn't. But he had the power and the authority next to God. He didn't have to count to anybody except God Almighty. Now you know by now where I'm going. But when Satan was cast out from that position, and I'm going to call that office the sonship of God, when he was cast down to earth after iniquity had come in his heart, that office was left vacant. No one has ever filled it. The angels don't fill it. It's still sitting there tonight. Satan was cast out of there, and when he was cast down to the earth, he lost all of his power and all of his authority. Then the Lord made the world, made all the elements of it, all the seas, all the fish, cattle, fowl of the air, put the grass upon the hillsides and all the trees. Then he made man out of the dust of the earth. And man was nothing but just clay until God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and then he became a living soul. Now you see, his mother, Adam's mother, was the earth. Was flesh and bone was made of all the ingredients of the earth. But what brought life was when God breathed into that piece of clay, that's when the blood began to flow. Life is in the blood. And Adam at this time, after God breathed in him, did not have any sin. And the Lord told him that I'm going to put you, give you dominion over everything in the earth. The cattle, fowl of the air, fishes of the sea, and every creeping thing. And that included old Satan himself. Because Satan now is nothing on earth but just a serpent. Just one of the beasts. Got no power. Got no authority. But God gave Adam the power and the authority over everything. And that included the devil. God never did intend for the devil after he fell to have power over humanity. But God intended for us to have power over the devil. He gave Adam the firstborn power and dominion and authority over the devil. But what caused the fall of man was when he disobeyed God and sin come in his life and then Adam lost the power and the authority over the devil. Now the devil then gained back his authority over man because he put it in man's heart, the very thoughts that he had, and man obeyed him. And the Lord told us, and I believe the third chapter of Genesis, I'll put enmity between the woman and thy seed, and I'll bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. This meaning there was another Adam going to come on the scene. Now let me show you something. I don't believe the devil was a snake crawling around on the ground. 
as some people thinks he was. I believe he was between a beast and man. Now let me tell you a little something about this old boy. The Bible says we're not ignorant of the devices of Satan. In the first place, he could hear. And he could talk. You never seen a snake could talk. And Adam and Eve carried on a conversation with him. I want to show you something, brother. When you brag about what you're going to do, you foul up. He can hear it, and he can stop it. But if you just say, Lord, if you'll help me do it, he can't do nothing about it. You see, he was listening in on the conversation. Whenever the Lord told Adam, you can eat of every tree of the garden except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, I want to show you something. Eve wasn't on the scene when he got those instructions. She wasn't nowhere around. God gave them to Adam first. Now, the devil heard the conversation because he's the one that led the conversation. He heard what the Lord told Adam, and he got it. He, told, he made a lie out of it. And Eve began to quote what she'd heard from Adam. Eve didn't get it from God. And I'll go ahead to help these women out a little bit. Eve ain't the one that got us in trouble. It was Adam. He was there with her. He didn't open his mouth. Like a lot of these spineless husbands. Didn't take his authority. Let mama run the house. Now, I didn't write that. God wrote it. He told Adam he had dominion. Not mama. Not children. Some of them let their kids run their house. I feel that a little bit. Whatever little Susie wants to do is all right. She wants me to take her down somewhere and miss church, that's all right. You do anything you want to, but don't bother my Susie. Well, I'm here to tell you, you can't put nothing between you and God. It says unless you will forsake houses and land, husbands and wives and children, you're not worthy to be the disciple of God. And I didn't write that, but it's in the Word. Some people let their children stand between them and God. Some people let their husbands stand between them and God. Some people let their wives stand between them and God. But I'm here to tell you, if you repented of your sins, been baptized in His name, and are full of the Holy Ghost you have the power to overcome anything and you can serve God if you want to you're too late to tell me I can't that ain't in the Bible you're going to do what you want to do the biggest problem we've got as preachers is getting your want to changed in the right direction I can sit and tell you all I want to and you can shake your head up and down, yes, amen, but tomorrow you're going to do what you want to do. But we are the sons of God led by the Spirit of God. So that gives us power and dominion over all things. Oh, I can't help them sinning a little. Yes, you can. And if you do a little bit of it, fall down and repent. And if you keep prayed up, you won't do a little bit of it. Because you've got a little old ticker down in there, one of them little old buzzers, I'll call it, not a little one. 
like these doctors carry around, you know, that warns them of things that are going to happen. Well, you got a Holy Ghost in there that warns you every time you start to do something wrong. It'll sound off unless you done got used to listening to it and don't pay no attention anymore. But the Holy Ghost will lead and guide you into all truth, the Spirit will. We've got something inside of us that the world don't have. We are a son of God. I don't want to be no angel. I've heard people say, I'd like to be an angel. Who wants to be an angel? Man, I'm a son of God. I'm hiring an angel. I'm not interested in being no angel. When this is all over, I'm going to tell old Michael to go get me a drink of water. I'm going to tell Gabriel to bring me some strawberries. I'm not going to be an errand boy. I'm a son of God. I've been redeemed. I'm born again. I'm going to try tonight by the help of the Holy Ghost to put in your heart, if you can follow me, who you really are. The world may not think you're anything, but you're somebody. You got more power than Reagan. You got more power than that summit meeting over there. You've got the mind of God down in your heart. The heavens still rule. I don't care what the government says. There is a government higher than any government that is up on the shoulders of Jesus Christ. And we are the sons of God. The church is what's going to determine what's going to happen in this world. Yes, sir. They can have all the meetings they want to. What's counting is this meeting right here. I'm going to tell you something. People look at you down on a job like you crawled out from under a stump or something. I'll tell you something. Don't hang your head down. You remember who you are and remember what you are. Not proud where you walk around and boast. But remember, you've got something down inside of you that will motivate you, that will give you power over the devil. But see, after Adam sinned, Satan gained back power. But Jesus, I mean God, said he would come to earth, robe himself in flesh, and he would overcome all the sins in the world. And he came to the world as a man, went to Calvary and died and shed his blood, which was the second Adam. Now let me show you how they are related. Eve came out of the side of Adam, which was his wife. And whenever Jesus hung on Calvary, the water and blood come out of his side, which brought us into existence, the bride of Christ, the wife of him. We come out at second Adam's side. When he died on Calvary, he produced the church. Now we're all one body. Then we all should think alike. And we all should act alike. If I got to wear a necktie, you got to wear one. I got to keep my hair cut, you have. I got to dress right, you have. And we're all in the same body. There is no difference in the sons of God. We all are the same God, born the same way. That's old stuff. You got your personal conviction. Just take them and put them outside because they're not going to work in this revival. It's what does saith the word of God and I done felt one spirit kick me right then. But that's all right. I got power over that spirit. I'll stir up more spirits than that probably before this revival's over. I'm going to tell you I'm not led by your smiles. 
I'm not led by your grins. I'm not led by your frown. But I'm led by the Spirit of God. And God will show me what he wants me to do. And I intend to do it with all the love and kindness I can. But I'm more afraid of God than I am you. And through the power of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to try to preach to you. But we got too many babies in Pentecost. We got too many people with feelings on their shoulders. We got too many people working out their own salvation in their own intellectual mind. It's not what you've got to say, but it's what does set the Word of God. That's what counts. The truth to set you free. It's not what I say or what you say, but it's what the Word of God says. We don't have to put up with anything out of the devil. Let me show you where those laws come in, though. You got sin in your life, you don't have no power. You can holler Holy Ghost all you want to. You can speak in tongues for two hours and a half, run the aisles, jump up and down. But you got sin laying in your heart, you don't fall under this category. Only way you have power with God the only way you, a son of God, can exercise that power, you got to have your life clean because sin is what made Adam lose it to start with. And when you were born of the water and of the Spirit and the Holy Ghost came into you, God gave you that power, but he won't dwell in an unclean temple. I'm so sick and tired of hearing people that smoke, cuss, and drink claim they got the power of God. I'm here to tell you the sons of God are clean people. They are righteous people. They're a holy people because God is holy. We're living in a day when nothing ain't wrong anymore. Well, you can't preach against nothing anymore, brother. You're a radical. When did we ever come to place in Pentecost we got so choosy on getting on sin? I'd rather have the power of God than the audience of men. Because I can tell you, if I've got the power, it ain't a man in the world can bother me. But if I'm leaning on my charisma and pacifying the crowd, I won't last long. But as long as I stay in the Word, as long as I stay anointed, I'll have somebody to preach to, and I'll have somebody to listen. Because God said He's coming after a church that has made herself ready. And that's the Word of God. The church is not going to be annihilated. The church is not going to be burnt out. It's not going to be wore out. It's not going to be taken out except whenever the Lord comes. And you might as well get that in your mind. The church is not through. The church is just getting started. It's just picking up momentum. You hadn't seen nothing yet. You're going to see the demonstration of the power and the Spirit of God in these last days like you have never seen in your life. They're too late to tell me that. I've seen more in the last six months than I've seen in the last seven or eight. I'm going to show you something. God is sick of this mess that's going on. Now, if you don't believe he's stepping down and taking over, you better read your paper about San Francisco, the sin city. He's a-killing them homosexuals. We wouldn't intact enough laws to take care of it, but he said, I'll take care of it. 
I felt a little kick on that. It said it's an abomination unto God. It's filthy. A sodomite could not walk into the temple and pray. They're lower than an animal. God does not honor that. That's the reason they're dying out there. I tell you what I believe, brother. The Bible says when you married, it was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. What got them in the predicament they in is sin. I didn't get them there. And it says the wages of sin's death. That's what the Bible said. I didn't bring the plague on them, and I'm not going to join them either. I'm going to preach against that filthy sin just like I am the rest of it. It is more filthier than any sin that's ever been brought into existence. It was a downfall of Sodom and Gomorrah. And it said in the last days it would be the same. And the homosexuals and the gays are trying to take the world, but the heavens still rule. He's got that bunch of sinners scared to death. I'll tell you, I hit a bunch of bump sin. We got some sympathizers with that sin. Everybody gets all sympathetic and don't even read through that stuff that comes out in the papers. You know what them gays is trying to do? They're afraid they're going to be isolated on an island somewhere where they belong like a leper. So they're trying to play the public for sympathy so they won't get isolated. Now, if you'll read real close, it says 78% of them are homosexuals that has the AIDS. Then they come on down to... The next thing is taking dope, shooting your veins. That's another sin. Then they come along and trail him with blood transfusions. But they tell me they done boiled all the blood and there ain't none in it, so that eliminates that. So now we got it right down to sin. And they're trying to cover their old sin up. But you see, out of Hollywood, they showed on their bloop tubes all kinds of gay movements for our children to look at. They brought in all kinds of sex acts, but it got so bad that God Almighty had to come down himself and put an incurable disease on all of those sinners and let the world know, I will not tolerate that sin. If you won't do anything about it, I will. It's time we preach the word of God. It's time we call sin, sin. It's time we preach it like it is. In Romans it says that they will be reprobates, turn over the line, be damned. Those going after strange flesh. Don't know why I got off on that. But you'll hear a lot from me on that. There's people going around here, we even got people in our own ranks sympathizing with that sin. You know why? They got some of it in camp. Brother, it just wouldn't bother me one bit. They need to be exposed. 
Anybody that claims to have the Holy Ghost and run up and down the aisles got that in their heart, they ought to be. They're worse than the people out there. You're supposed to be cleaned up. You're supposed to be redeemed. You're supposed to be forgiven. You're supposed to have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, you don't have the Holy Ghost and commit a gay act. That's why we got no power. We got too much sin in count. You don't sympathize with it. It says shun the very appearances of evil, but we don't preach that anymore. That covers your old video. And video's a back door to television, only it's worse than television. Now some of our own people is checking out films in some of our other churches, their pornography. And the librarian had to go and tell the pastor, you better get down here. Some of your choice saints is watching pornography on the VCR. I'd hang my head in shame if I was that pastor. But I had to go down there and get your saints out. Then they say, let's have VCR. We don't need VCR. We need Jesus Christ and him crucified. We don't need a television. We need a heavenly vision. They can do all they want to, but I'm not dragging that garbage in my door. I don't have to have that to live for God. And I'm going to tell you something else. You don't win people by something that sinners use. You win people according to the word of God, Acts 1 and 8, which we don't want to do. It's down on your knees praying and the Holy Ghost will bear witness and it'll draw people in the kingdom of God. You've got the greatest instrument in the world to win a soul with, but that's hard work. They're looking for sensationalism. They're wanting intellectual because it's hard to pray. But when you pray it down and you witness to people and the Spirit draws them in the kingdom, you'll see them stay in the church. I'm just going to hit this while I'm at it right now. There's a lot of things going on in Pentecost today as a mirage. It just ain't there. 700 is supposed to receive the Holy Ghost in Alexandria, Louisiana. Two weeks later, how many had them? Seven held their hands. You don't tongue shake somebody in the Holy Ghost. Man, don't give it. It says in Acts... The second chapter, it said whenever they were all, when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost comes before the tongues. They were filled with the Holy Ghost before they ever spoke in tongues. You don't speak in the tongues and then get the Holy Ghost. You get the Holy Ghost and then the Spirit gives utterance. How can the Spirit give utterance if you don't have it? I'll tell you what's happening. A lot of people's getting deceived. It ain't how you tangle up your tongue, but it's how much you repent of, and God forgives you, and then the Holy Ghost is a gift, and the tongues is evidence that you got the Holy Ghost. Now the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. I'm going to tell you something else. God's saving the same way he did 2,000 years ago. It just takes the same application.
Now, Brother Elders has had the Holy Ghost for 20 or 25 years. I don't know, maybe 30. I don't know how long. And he's made it. If we're all the sons of God, and we've all repented and been baptized and have the Holy Ghost, where's his Holy Ghost bigger than yours? Show me in the Bible where he got more than you got. He didn't get no more than you got. You can serve God if you want to. It's just whether you want to or not. Whosoever will. He said, oh, he's got more than I got. No, he didn't. You just never did get it. Because when you get it, you'll know you got it. There might be somebody set you down and tutor you to tell you you got it. When you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you'll tell everybody you see you got it. I'm so sick and tired of this stuff of walking up and somebody laying on the floor, putting a mic down there and saying, la, la, la. Oh, they got it. Stand up. Hey, you know you got to Well, I don't know whether I did or not. I don't know why the first night I'm on that. That is deceit coming plumb out of hell. Nothing to do with the Word of God. And I feel I got. I feel some sympathizing on that spirit. I got a lot to preach on this week. One thing about it, brother, I can leave. You have to stay. <laughs> I'm still talking about the sons of God, though. You ain't going to have this power I'm talking about without the genuine experience. I had a man argue me the other day, you know, I believe in the Holy Ghost, not the Holy Spirit. They weren't baptized in the Holy Spirit. They were baptized in the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is one of the deceased. And Jesus died and says immediately I must go away that the comforter might come. But the Holy Spirit is everywhere. So I got the Holy Ghost. So if you got the Holy Spirit, you ain't been baptized yet. You just got the Spirit of God over you. If you want to get the genuine thing, get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you're ashamed of the Holy Ghost, he's ashamed of you. But the only way you're going to get that, you're going to repent. You're not going to smoke cigarettes, take dope, commit adultery, fornication, and all that, and receive the Holy Ghost. Now, some of them will tell you they can't. They'll run the aisles, sleep staying with another woman or a woman staying with another man, and they'll speak in tongues and dance all night but they hadn't got the Holy Ghost. You want to tell you why I know? He said the sons of God led by the Spirit of God. I can tell when it's at that old Holy Ghost ring or I can tell when it's that old fake. Now, you ought to be able to do the same because it says, it says my sheep know my voice and another they'll not follow. Your Holy Ghost bears witness of whether they've got the Holy Ghost or not. You ought to know whether it's the Holy Ghost or not if you're full of the Holy Ghost. If you haven't full of the Holy Ghost, you don't know. You'll be deceived. But let's come on down a little further. Now, when Jesus called his disciples and began to walk upon the earth and preach, one day he asked them, he said, he, told, he said this to them. He said, some say I'm John the Baptist, and some say I'm Jeremiah, some say I'm a prophet, and some say I'm Elias. But whom do you say I am? And Peter spoke up and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, Flesh and blood didn't reveal this, but the Father which is in heaven. And he said, upon this rock, the revelation, I'll build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. That's established. And he said, whatever can be bound in heaven, 
can be bound in earth. What can be bound in earth can be bound in heaven. And I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Plural. Repentance, water baptism, and the Holy Ghost. After they repented, got the Holy Ghost and been baptized, they have the power and the authority as the sons of God to bind the devil and all of his imps. And when they went on the day of Pentecost and began to pray, they said suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, and set upon each of them, and they began to speak in other tongues, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave utterance. Then they were born, and Peter stood up boldly then and began to preach with the authority because he was a son of God. Prior to that, he was afraid. Prior to that, he denied the Lord. But whenever he was endued with power from on high, he looked down at those same people and began to preach to them and told them this same Jesus whom you have crucified is both Lord and Christ. And through the anointing power of the Holy Ghost, they felt it prick their hearts and they said, men and brethren, what must we do? And he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin and you shall receive the Holy Ghost. Or it is for you you and your children and many far off as our Lord God shall call. Now, whenever you have done that, you have stepped in the position to be a son of God, not in the fullness. But this is what I like about God. In our epithet, we got more power than the devil. Before we ever leave out of here, we got power over him. The other day he was working on me and I forgot about what I'd preached about him one time. After two days I said, Slewfoot, you know who you're talking to now? I finally got prayed through. Man, you're talking to one's going to take your place one of these days. You know why he's after you so heavy and mad at you? Every time he looks at you, he says, one day that guy's going to be where I was. Now let me show y'all something. You stay with me. The only way the angels could get to God was through Satan before he fell. The only way anybody can get to God is through the church. And the church is made up of the sons of God. Now let me show you something. Whenever the trumpet sounds, it said the dead in Christ are going to rise first. Corruption is going to put on incorruption. More's going to put on immortality, and we're going to be changed in a twinkling of an eye and be like him. Now, whenever we're like him, he's going to draw the church out of here, and you know where we're going? We're going to fill that place up yonder that's been empty. You know where you're going to sit? You're going to sit right under God. The angels is not even over you. The only one that has any power over you is God Almighty. You're going to be the one they got to look to. You're going to judge the world. It says you're going to sit with God. And one of the sinners and evil walk up there. He's going to open that book of life, punch you in the rib. Hey, what do you think? According to that, Lord, they didn't tally up. Depart from you, work of iniquity. What about them fallen angels over there? What do you think about them? Well, Lord, according to what you said, they ain't going with us either. He said, get out of here. 
You think you're not somebody's son? You think you ain't going somewhere? You fixed to be in an office that nobody has been able to fulfill. Not even an angel can take it. You know who's going to be there? It's going to be the bride of Christ, the sons of God, with all power and authority, and they're going to rule and reign with him, and they're going to set up there next to him and rule over all heaven. And we're coming back a thousand years of peace, and what are we going to be, brother? We're going to be kings and priests. I'm not going to be just a little old Pentecost preacher. You're not going to be a worker down the factory, but you're going to be a king, and you're going to be a priest and you're going to have authority. And you know where Slewfoot's going to be? He's going to be bound, uh, sitting down there, uh, wishing he was back where he was. But you have took the place uh, that the most beautiful cherub had, and you now will fill that vacancy. And that's what God's looking forward to, is a day that he can call his people home and fill that position that nobody has been able to fill. Now you wonder why you're having your problems. And you wonder why it's hard to serve God sometimes. Let me show you something. He created Satan and put him in that position. But he said, I'll never make that mistake again. I'm going to know what they'll do before they ever get there. You wonder why you have your troubles? He's finding out, son. If you don't check out down here, you ain't going to be up there. You better have a clean life down here. You're getting qualified every day. But he didn't leave us powerless. He gave us the power. We can overcome the world. We can overcome sin. We can overcome all things the devil puts up before us. We have dominion over him. We have dominion over all of his imps. In fact, if we would fast and pray according to the word of God, I don't believe, brother, we ought to have to water somebody around for two hours and a half to cast the devil out. I believe we ought to be able to walk up with the authority and the power and said, come out of there, you devil, in the name of Jesus Christ. And out of there they'll come. I believe we ought to be able with the power and authority to walk down and lay hands on one that is depressed and the spirit will move on them and lift them up. I believe we ought to be able to lay hands on the sick and they would be healed. That's what the Bible says. But why can't we do it? It's because we are not in a position to exercise the power and the authority that God has gave us. But I'm here to tell you tonight, we need to move up into a higher plane. We need to see a greater vision. We need to believe that God will do that that he says he'll do. We need to have faith that God will do deliver demon-possessed people, and God will heal the sick. We need to have faith that God will draw the sinners in, have faith that God can heal, and then we'll see God begin to do the things that he says he'll do. Now, I want to show you something. I was at a church here a while back in Louisiana, and we had a powerful move every night. People up confessing to being the homosexuals, some confessing that they were uh, uh, were having incest, asking a church to pray, scared, falling down on the floor. Church was almost tore up before that revival was over. I mean, things got straight, but I'm getting down to a, where I'm wanting to get. There was two people in that church, and God has showed them to me, 
way before the revival got started. And one of them had been handling that church for 20 years, working behind the scenes, was full of the devil, but act like they was a saint, but couldn't fool God. I told them. I said, you can't fool God. I said, other people's coming up and confessing, but you're still laying there dormant. But God's going to get you before this revival's over. Don't you worry. Your day's over. I was stepping out by faith. I felt it in the spirit. Interpretation tongues come about four nights later and said God was going to spew them out of their mouth if they didn't hit the altar that night. And the last night of the revival, the power of God moved again. We cast three devils out of one woman. And finally, this one come up. And I said, somebody here is demon-possessed. It's not come up here. And she walked up and said, is it I? I said, that's what Judas said to Jesus. You're guilty. She said, I haven't done anything. I said, you hadn't done anything against the church, the pastor, or nobody? No, not me. About the time the power of God moved, and I said, you're lying to the Holy Ghost. And she hit the floor like a chunk, hollering, God, don't let me die. God, don't let me die. And they carried her out of there screaming and hollering. I don't know what's happened since, but I felt in the power of God I had to walk off or God killed her. Her own boys that are grown in the church come in and said, Brother Moody, she lied to God. She's tried every way in the world to tear this church up. She's fought my father. She's done every ungodly thing in the world. And even heard before that she had a spirit of adultery on her then stand up before God and the Spirit moving and lie to the Holy Ghost with no fear. You can tell you what God's going to do. He's going to kill some people and he'll get the, get the attention of them. He's going to let them know he's God. Oh, no, that ain't going to happen. You just wait and see. You're going to read about it. You don't play with God. People got to where they don't fear God anymore. They just go and do what they want to and think they're going to get by with it. No, you won't get by with it. You just remember one thing. Your sins are going to find you out. Somewhere down the end of the road, God's going to deal with you. And I don't know what happened to that woman. I've been wanting to call Brother Palmer and find out. But I know one thing, that she knew God had touched her. I knew of another lady here a while back. God cured her of cancer. Come forth in that revival and tongue, something's going to happen to you worse than what happened to you before if you don't repent. Two nights before the revival's over, she went to the doctor and had a tumor bigger than the one she had in her left breast. Come down to the altar crying and screaming and couldn't touch God. She walked off. Now I'm going to tell you something. You think we don't need the Spirit of God and the power of God. We need to be able to be led by the Spirit of God and we need, we're going to see some things happen. I'm going to tell you what, you're going to see revival like you ain't never seen it. You know what God's getting this church for? He's getting ready to leave out of here, and it's not going to leave out of here powerless. It's not going to leave out of here backslid, but it's going to leave out of here just like he said it was. It's going to be without spot and without wrinkle, and it's going to be powerful just like it came in. And you might as well get ready for it, but God said in the time of harvest, he would take the tares out, and now the fields are white, and you're going to see God begin to move those that don't want to worship him out of the way, and the church is going on to victory 
faith and we're going to have that we've been praying for. We're going to see the old time move of the Holy Ghost. We're going to see people coming in the doors shouting and magnifying God. We're going to see them filled with the Holy Ghost before they ever get on the parking lot. We're going to see them healed sitting in their seats. We're going to see God come down and have a great revival within the church getting it ready to get out of here because he said we have the power and the authority and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. And if the gates of hell can't prevail against it, then we are going to have to have power. Sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And just to think what we're going to be one of these days, it's enough to make me look beyond this old world. Brother Elders, I purposed in my heart six months ago. I said, God, and I don't mean to say this for bragging, but I think every one of us ought to take in between and do the same thing, and I'm nothing. And I know that. I don't claim to be nothing. But God impressed me, said, you know, everybody's always telling me they want something. And I come and I do for them and I give for them. But he said, I asked them to do something, nobody won't do nothing for me. I said, Lord, I'm not very much. And I may not can do very much. But I'll volunteer to do everything I can to help you in these last days if you'll give me grace. If no one else wants to, I will. I'm not saying nobody else ain't. I said that in my own heart. I know myself I've been guilty. God healed my children. He'd heal them. I go on about my way. God said, I want you to go do a so-and-so. Well, I'll do it tomorrow. We need to be sensitive of the Spirit. We need to be led by the Spirit of God. And when we do as individuals, we're going to see a mighty move in the church, and we're going to see the Holy Ghost come down, and you're going to see that power that's invested in you. You have the power. You're just not motivated. You have the power if you had the faith to go behind it because God is not a liar. God will not go back on his word. He, he didn't promise that to somebody else. He promised it to us. Every promise in the book belongs to us. We need to get to a place we can believe it. I'm going to tell you something. I know I tell a lot of my experiences, and I don't mean to sit and tell out of bragging. I'm trying to use them to build faith. Here a while back, my old trailer paid out on me. Took $3,000 to fix it. And I'm not poor boy in it either. I'm telling this for the glory of God. I'm going to show you what God can do. I said, God, i got to have me something to travel in. And I said, I ain't got no money. I can't stand no more payments. I ain't even got this one paid for. Can't pay for two. Couldn't get a loan to fix it up. But I got to get down the road. One day I was in a church praying. I thought to myself, hey, boy, you need to get your head on right. When you were working on the ranch, you didn't tell the boys you hired to go bale hay and bring their hay baler. You furnished the hay baler. When I told them to go out and check the cows, I didn't tell them to use their truck. I furnished the truck. I said, now, Lord, I'm not wanting no trailer to go fishing. And I'm not wanting one to go down on the lake and vacation. And you've blessed all these sinners running up down the road with a lot more than what I'm asking for. I see them pass me all the time, and all I'm wanting is just something to get down the road to carry your gospel. Now, this is your job, so I'm going to put it back in your lap. I'm just your employee. It's up to you to furnish the transportation now. I'm through fretting about it. I'm putting it over in your lap now. 
forgot about that. I begin to think I run this thing. You told me a while back you was running this church. Me keep my nose out of it, so I have. You told me you could run it without me, and I've understood that. But now you've got me employed. Now you give me the tools to work with. And I was down in Jennings, Louisiana, had forgot all about it, just a step fretting, you know, wondering what I was going to do. And I looked over in the backyard, and there was one up on blocks. I went over, I thought, well, I like to look at trailers. I'll ask that guy, can I see that? Didn't even have a for sale sign. I went over there. I said, say, could I look at that trailer? Yeah. He said, ain't got but 2,900 miles on it. 78 mile, I hadn't pulled it but twice. I looked in it, it was just exactly the same size as my old one. The floor plan was just like my old one, what I like. Only was fixed up fancier. It was 1978, it was a holiday Ramblers anniversary, and they made them things a lot better than they did any other time. See, when God does something, he does it special. I said, you fixing to sell this? He said, yeah, I was thinking about it. You want to buy it? I said, yeah, but I can't. I just wondered. So he told me his price. I went on back to North Little Rock, and I was downtown, wondering what I was going to do about heading out. The Lord said, go to the bank. I said, Lord, I can't go to the bank. I owe them too much money, and they want what I owe them. I said, I'm just late, about 10 days, and I don't want to talk to them. I just went on a little while. He said, go to the bank. I said, well, I'll go up there and ask him. It won't make no difference. They're going to say no, but I ain't got nothing to do anyway. <clears throat> I went in there to the vice president. I said, say. I said, you know, I'm a vastist. Don't make much money. Owe more to make. My old trailer's done played out. That, you know, you got financed. And I said, it don't look like it's going to make it much further. I can't borrow 3000 more because I know you won't let me have it, have it fixed up. But I found one down here that's a real good one. If I could just get it some way. He said, well, what do you want, what do, you want to do? I said, well, I can't pay for two of them. See, no problem. He said, we'll just let you pay for the old one. You get it sold, and I'll just go get the other one. You bring it up here and drive it. And said, we'll just put this over here, and when that is sold, you can pay what it is on it. We'll turn around, we'll work all the payments out. I said, well, that sounds good. He said, how, how, what do you want them? I said, I can't pay for so much. He let me set my own payments. Three in, in a week, I sold the old trailer and paid that one off, but I had to have a down payment. I no down payment. He done lowered it so little I felt ashamed. There was a brother come by in the church that I felt led of God to give you a little money. He gave me the down payment, and I paid it. Here I am. Now, you see, when I put him to the test, what did he do? He done it. You know why he done it? Because I wasn't lying to him. I use it for his kingdom. I'm doing the best I can. It might not be good, but he knows my heart. Now, see, if you're a son of God, you obeyed God, you have a right to ask God. If you have done what God's told you to, every promise in that book belongs to you. You have dominion. You have power. You haven't got any job. You know what he tells you? He says, you never go hungry, beg for bread. Your life's clean. I say, Lord, now I need me a job. You said, I'm infidel if I don't provide for my family. Phone a ring. Somebody say, hey, heard you was looking for a job. You get out there and be a better job than one you had. That's the way it works. It took me a long time to learn that. I got to where now I believe for anything. If I want a ranch, I just drive down the road and say, Lord, need me a ranch. One out there on the highway, just go get it. 
That's right. I'm trying to show you something tonight. I want to build your faith to where you're going to believe whenever we get this revival wound up, anybody ain't got the Holy Ghost is going to have it before they even get here. You're going to come in with so much expectation, so much faith, and you're going to believe it's going to happen. We're going to grab the horns of the altar and say, Lord, we want to see something miraculous happen. We don't want no ordinary revival. We don't want just to have a meeting, but we come to church to see something happen. Now, God, it's your church, and we're going to be available, and it's your people, and you're the one that adds to it. We can't do anything, but we're going to believe that you'll fix to honor the works that we've done, that we're fixing to honor our faith, and we're going to believe to see things happen. And I'm going to tell you what will start happening. When you start see, believing those things, you'll see somebody roll in there with a wheelchair. And somebody say, say, I heard that you he paid for the sick down here. And your faith's going to be built up to whenever they say, it'll be in the middle of a service. And the preacher probably say, just bring them on down here. Ain't no use stopping back there. I done feel that God's going to heal them right now. In fact, he'll just do it. Walk on down here. They just get up out of that wheelchair and out shouting and magnifying God. Then you're going to see revival take place. Oh, no, you're saying that can't happen? Oh, yes, it can happen. I saw it happen here not a year ago. A woman come in in a walker, and me and uh, the pastor just told me, said, let's go back and pray for that lady. And all we done, walk back by faith and ask God to heal her, and she throwed that walker down and began to shout and magnify God and prayed around the altar for two hours, and her husband carried the walker home, and she had to have it to walk. Yes, God still heals, and God God still saves, and God still puts power in the church. We're not dead. We have the authority and the power because we are the sons of God. We've been redeemed by His blood. We are the most powerful institution in the world. We need to exercise our power and our authority and let this world know that we are the sons of God. We are the bride of Christ. We are somebody. And whenever they come in the church, they can feel the power of the Holy Ghost as it reaches out to their hearts and draws them down to an altar. Yes. I'm going to show you something else. I was a preaching in Shreveport, Louisiana. Boy, that's what I love about God. When you trust Him fully, He don't let you down. I had devils coming off the walls. I had them coming out of the seats. I was in a black church of preaching. And I have them every night. Devils are coming around and sliding on their stomach and hissing at me like a snake. They are coming from everywhere. We pray for them, bind them. The only midst of that was having revival. People getting the Holy Ghost. One night I come in there and there was a girl come there about 19 years old, come slithering down there and I just getting ready to preach. The Lord said to tell you what you do. You tell them that you're going to show them tonight that I am more powerful than the devil. You let them sit there on the floor and slide around and you preach your message and I'm going to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost tonight and you tell them that. I'm going to show the church that I can fill people with the Holy Ghost while the devil sithers around on the floor. Had a young man that was a bat, jumping up and down behind me in a chanting. I took my message and I have to say I was a little worried because it's hard to preach in those conditions. But the anointing hit me and I preached that message and they went running around my feet a hissing and I said, now you devils, you, you just lay down and do all you want. 
to because God's in charge tonight. I began to preach and the anointing came. And there's a 19-year-old girl come up out of that pews back there, come down here to the altar, and went to speaking in tongues, or shouting and a magnifying God, filled her with the Holy Ghost. And they just drug them on back there in the back room. And the power of God come into that place and people laid out all over the place. And letting that they understood then that God did have the power and the authority. God's doing some miracles. He'll show you that the devil has not have any control over you. He'll show you you got power over the devil. We don't need to let the devil tighten up our churches and bind us that we can't come in the house of God, that we can't feel a move of his spirit. We ought to take authority of that spirit and come in the sanctuary shouting and magnifying God because we have the power and the authority. We don't have to take it out of the devil. We can tell him to go get lost, boy. Don't hang around here anymore. I'm tired listening to you. I'm going to tell you another old trick he's got. Ain't a trick. Every one of us probably is guilty. Condemnation is killing more people. He'll give, bring condemnation up to you. God forgive you of a sin back there. You know, but he'll spend days telling you how bad he was. You can't pray for it. He says there are no condemnation for those that are in Christ. You know when God's forgiven you. And if he's forgiven you, don't let that devil beat you around the stump. Say, wait a minute, big boy. Let's, let's get things straight here. Now, God forgive me of that. Now, I'm going to put your head right under my foot. I'll take the authority. No more. Now, while I got you down there, I'm going to tell you who's the greatest. Jesus Christ. He's the greatest. Him's who I'll serve. Boy, while you got him down, pour it on him. He can't stand the name Jesus. When you begin to pray and magnify the Lord, you got him down. Keep him down. But during this revival, let me show you something. When the Spirit begins to move, and the Spirit's going to move in a mighty way in this revival, I feel it. There's going to be some people delivered. I'm not talking about necessarily of devils. There's going to be people uplifted. People that's down is going to be lifted up. We're going to, whenever we leave this revival, it's going to be just like we all had a good, clean bath. And amidst all that, we're going to have people filled with the Holy Ghost. This is what's going to happen. Now, what we're warming up tonight for, we're getting ready. Now, whenever I get to preaching and y'all feel they're getting tight, don't look at me like a bunch of hoot owls now. You remember what I've told you. The minute you feel that old dampening spirit come, you start praying intercession. Lord, give him air. Lord God, let him preach. Or we bind you, you devil. If every one of you are going to bind in that devil, what does it say? It says that it says it cannot prevail. The gates of hell cannot prevail against what? The church. It didn't say this preacher, but it says the church. Now I'm going to depend on you to help me out of hot water. Don't get up. Don't sit back there on that seat saying, "Well, he's lost his message and all that." Just don't worry about that. If I have, God will take it up. You just come right on and stay with me. God's the one's preaching this anyway. I don't. He don't have to have me move me out of the way. But the main thing is to get the body functioning together. That we're all in one mind in one accord and when the spirit begins to move the old devil's going to be mad and he's going to buck and snort but when you begin to bind
at him and set him down over there and he can't bother you, your faith's going to begin to grow. When you see that you can subdue him and you can see the power of God come in, then the more there's unity, there is strength. And then whenever we unify together, we begin to, we begin to learn to work together. And then whenever the Satan comes in to try to hinder somebody from getting the Holy Ghost, what are we going to do? We're going to play down the power. We're going to move back the oppression of darkness. We're going to create an atmosphere where they can pray and repent of their sins and the Holy Ghost can come down and fill them. And we're going to see people filled with the Holy Ghost. We're going to see God do a mighty work. I want to tell you tonight, God is great. He's wanting to do something in His church. If we can only get ourselves in the place to let God do it. I feel the spirit here, I tell you. Well, I can't say enough about what I'm wanting to say. I hope I've drawn you a picture, none other, that you, as an individual, I don't care if you don't have 10 cents. Man, you're a millionaire. If you're everybody in town, forget about it. you got to pay them, but don't lose sleep over it. Just start thinking about who you are. In the morning, I'll work on that thing, but tonight, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to lay here in the bed and just dream about heaven. Oh, Lord. He said, you got things prepared for me I can't even imagine. But, Lord, let me just see a little of it. Lay there and begin to get carried away in the spirit. You know what will happen the next morning? you wake up with a mind of Christ. You won't have an old carnal mind you've been sitting and worried about all the time. You walk down that street, the Spirit will begin to lead you. You walk down here and knock on that door. That's just the door. Yeah, we need somebody. You'll go to work or you'll be some money in the mail. They don't tell them how God will do it, but he'll take care of you because you're the children of God. Now, if, if he, he says in his word that if a father will not withhold anything from his own child, how much more would he give to you? He wrote that. We didn't write it. So you can get down before him and say, hey, hey, Daddy, here I am. Hey, Daddy, I need something. And that great big old God up there going to look down on that little old bitty you and compassion going to get in his heart. And he's saying, oh, I'm going to give it to him because I don't want to see him hurt. I don't want to see him greed. Oh, he loves you more than you can ever believe. But the devil tells you he's a million miles from you. But I'm here to tell you tonight, God is right here. God knows what he's doing. God's got everything on time. He's just wanting us to move in the place that God can do that that he wants to do. And tonight he desires to come into each one of his heart and lift us up above this carnal world and get our sights and our eyes upon the vision that God has given us that we can bypass all the cares of this life and just float over them in the spirit. We're just pilgrims and strangers here. We're not going to be around very long. Let's get ready to leave here. Don't worry about staying. Begin to work to leave. But tonight, if you have not repented of your sins and are not baptized in his name and have not received the Holy Ghost, you have no power over the devil because he told Peter, I'll give you the keys. And those keys for repentance, water baptism, and the Holy Ghost. You are subject unto him until you're born again. But tonight, you're going to have an opportunity to be invited to one of the greatest things you've ever invited to. You're a candidate to be a son of God, the son of a king. 
and have dominion over all things. Powers of darkness, sin. I'll tell you what I like about it. He said one day he's going to do away with all sin. Can you just think when all sin's done away with, what it's going to be like? And there we'll be with him. And we want you to go along too. We don't want to go by ourselves. But then ain't we going to have a time? No problems. No heartaches. Just stroll over heaven. 1,000 years we won't even get started. He'll come by every now and then. How you doing? Oh, Lord, this is great. I never dreamed it'd be like this. Lord, it's worth every bit of it. He said, I told you it would be. Anything you need? No, sir, everything's great. <laughs> no tears. No more fretting. No more lonely days or nights. I cannot imagine day after day me being the happiest I've ever been in my life. Every minute of the day, but happier. That's beyond my imagination. Do I have to worry about somebody talking about me? Just everywhere I look, just love my brother, my sister, and there's the Lord, light of the world where the sun don't shine. He's so bright the sun can't shine. You know why we can't see him? You know why no man has seen him? He's so beautiful. If you look at him, you die. But one day we're going to see him as he is when we're changed. I'm going to look him eyeball to eyeball because I'm not going to have an old carnal body, but I'm going to have one that's changed. I'm going to have me a celestial body. Walk up to him and look at him, see his facial expressions, his smile, and all the beauty that he holds. But we're going to have the same beauty. You see, Satan was the most beautiful angel. But there's nothing any more beautiful than the bride of Christ. We're going to be beauty, and we'll have all wisdom. And we're perfected from the day that we were born the second time through the Holy Ghost and his blood. And tonight, there's an invitation out of heaven made to whosoever will. All you got to do is get up and walk down the aisle and say, Lord, I'm tired of this old way. I'm fed up with all of these old cares of life. I'm coming down tonight to get what I need. I want to move into that place to be a son of yours. I want the power and the authority. I'm tired of those sleepless nights. I'm tired of taking those Tums, Rolades. I'm tired of this ulcerated stomach. When you get the Holy Ghost, you don't worry about that if you keep it generated. That Holy Ghost is all things to someone. I might have told this before, but I feel it in the Spirit to tell you again how great a comforter he is. I don't know whether I was coming through here or where, but about a year or two ago, me and my wife had to be separated. I was over here somewhere in Kansas, and it was raining. I was in that old trailer by myself. 
headed up to Wyoming, lonesome, looked over in the bed, she wasn't there. I said, Lord, I read in your word where you could be a brother and a sister, but how about being my wife and give me that comforting feeling just like she is here? One or two I got my Bible, laid it down on my chest and pulled the covers up over it. In a few minutes, peace come to me. Never had no more trouble anymore. All the way from that day on, I miss her. But he took her place. When I'm lonely, I say, Lord, I can talk to you a little while. Would you come down? Just visit me. And there are me and God. Holy Ghost comforts me. He's all things to us if we could only believe it. And tonight, if you're lonely and you're depressed and no friends and it looks like everybody has turned their back on you, here's one that stick closer than a brother. Here's one that when you tell him something, he won't go tell it. He's one that'll keep a secret. And you know something? You can just come down and talk to him and you don't have to tell nobody else. But he's able to do something about your situation. And tonight, he would desire for you to dine in his house. Did you know this setting was made specifically for you? You didn't come to church because your carnal mind wanted you to, but heaven gave you an invitation. And that great big God reached down in all of this city and said, say, I want you to be a son of mine. I'm choosing you. Won't you come on? Just think. Out of all your friends, God said, hey, I want you. Why didn't he pick them? He saw something in you. Won't you come down? Talk to him. You'll never regret it. Anyone like to come? Altars is open. He's waiting on you. The angels are looking on this scene and all. And they're beginning to get excited. And they're saying, Lord, I wish I could come down and take their place. But he says, you can't have the Holy Ghost, Gabriel. Michael, I'm sorry. But I saved it for that one. And that one. And that one. It's theirs. It belongs to them. Did you know he's already got your place prepared? All the setting is made. The pages are opened up in the book of life. And that unseen hand is ready to write your name. And they're just waiting on you to make a decision. But nobody can make it for you. No man cometh to God except he be drawn by his spirit. And if the word and his spirit cannot, neither can I. Won't you come? Won't you come? Is there a saint here tonight that's troubled? Things not going right? 
you're depressed. Seems like you can't make it from day to day. I'd find my way down to an altar. You don't have to be that way. God didn't intend it. There's something between you and God. And if you'd pray, God, remove that from me, I want to move into that place that you would be pleased. I want the power and the authority that you have promised me. I need it, Lord. I can't make it by myself. Oh, Lord, I need you. 